Chapter Ten of Jerusalem to Revelations, a Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Jerusalem, Part Ten. What is a wife, and what is a harlot? what is a church and what is a theatre are they two and not one can they exist separate are not religion and politics the same thing brotherhood is religion o oh, demonstrations of reason dividing families in cruelty and pride but albion fled from the divine vision with the plough of nations and flaming the living creatures maddened and albion fell into the furrow and the plough went over him and the living was ploughed in among the dead but his spectre rose over the starry plough albion fled beneath the plough till he came to the rock of ages and he took his seat upon the rock. Wonder seized all in eternity to behold the divine vision open the centre into an expanse, and the centre rolled out into an expanse. In beauty the daughters of Albion divide and unite at will, naked and drunk with blood, Gwendolen dancing to the timbrel of war, reeling up the street of London, she divides in twain among the inhabitants of Albion. The people fall around, the daughters of Albion divide and unite in jealousy and cruelty. The inhabitants of Albion at the harvest and the vintage feel their brain cut round beneath the temple shrieking bonifying into a skull the marrow exuding in dismal path they flee over the rocks bonifying horses oxen feel the knife and while the sons of albion by severe war and judgment bonify the hermaphroditic condensations are divided by the knife the obdurate forms are cut asunder by jealousy and pity rational philosophy and mathematic demonstration is divided in the intoxications of pleasure and affection two contraries war against each other in fury and blood and loss fixes them on his anvil incessant his blows he fixes them with strong blows placing the stones and timbers to create a world of generation 
from the world of death, dividing the masculine and feminine for the commingling of Albion's and Luba's spectres was hermaphroditic. Urizen wrathful strode above, directing the awful building as a mighty temple, delivering form out of confusion. Jordan sprang beneath its threshold, bubbling from beneath its pillars, Euphrates ran under its arches. White sails and silver oars reflect on its pillars and sound on its echoing pavements, where walk the sons of Jerusalem who remain ungenerate. But the revolving sun and moon pass through its porticoes. Day and night in sublime majesty and silence they revolve and shine glorious within hand and coban arched over the sun in the hot noon as he travelled through his journey hyle and schofield arched over the moon at midnight and lost fixed them there with his thunderous hammer Terrified, the spectres rage and flee. Canaan is his portico. Jordan is a fountain in his porch, a fountain of milk and wine to relieve the traveller. Egypt is the eight steps within. Ethiopia supports his pillars. Libya and the lands unknown are the ascent without. Within is Asia and Greece, ornamented with exquisite art. Persia and Media are his halls, his inmost hall, his great Tartary. China and India and Siberia are his temples for entertainment. Poland and Russia and Sweden, his soft retired chambers. France and Spain and Italy and Denmark and Holland and Germany are the temples among his pillars. Britain his losses forge. America, north and south, are his baths of living waters. Such is the ancient world of Eurozen in the satanic void, created from the valley of Middlesex by London's river. From Stonehenge and from London Stone, from Cornwall to Caithness, the four Zoas rush around on all sides in dire ruin. Furious in pride of selfhood the terrible spectres of albion rear their dark rocks among the stars of god stupendous works a world of generation continually creating out of the hermaphroditic satanic world of rocky destiny and formed 
into four precious stones for entrance from Beulah. For the veil of Vala, which Albion cast into the Atlantic deep to catch the souls of the dead, began to vegetate and petrify around the earth of Albion among the roots of his tree. This loss formed into the gates and mighty wall between the oak of weeping and the palm of suffering beneath Albion's tomb. Thus, in process of time, it became the beautiful mundane shell, the habitation of the spectres of the dead, and the place of redemption, and of awaking again into eternity. For four universes round the mundane egg remain chaotic. One to the north, Athona. One to the south, Urizen. One to the east, Luva. One to the west, Thamas. They are the four zoas that stood around the throne divine, Verulam, London, York, and Edinburgh, their English names. But when Luva assumed the world of Urizen southward, and Albion was slain upon his mountains and in his tent, all fell towards the centre, sinking downwards in dire ruin. In the south remains a burning fire, in the east a void, in the west a world of raging waters, in the north solid darkness, unfathomable without end. But in the midst of these is built eternally the sublime universe of loss and anithamon. And in the north gate, in the west of the north, toward Beulah, Cathedron's looms are builded, and losses furnaces in the south. A wondrous golden building, immense with ornaments sublime, is bright Cathedron's golden hall, its courts, towers, and pinnacles. And one daughter of loss sat at the fiery reel, and another sat at the shining loom, with her sisters attending round. Terrible their distress, and their sorrow cannot be uttered. And another daughter of loss sat at the spinning wheel, endless their labour, with bitter food, void of sleep. Though hungry they labour, they rouse themselves anxious, hour after hour, labouring at the whirling wheel, many wheels, and as many lovely daughters sat weeping. Yet the intoxicating delight that they take in their work obliterates every other evil. None pities their tears, yet they regard not pity, and they expect no one to pity, for they labour for life 
and love regardless of any one but the poor spectres that they work for always incessantly they are mocked by every one that passes by they regard not they labour and when their wheels are broken by scorn and malice they mend them sorrowing with many tears and afflictions other daughters weave on the cushion and pillow network fine that rahab and tirza may exist and live and breathe and love ah that it could be as the daughters of beulah wish other daughters of loss labouring at looms less fine create the silkworm and the spider and the caterpillar to assist in their most grievous work of pity and compassion and others create the woolly lamb and the downy fowl to assist in the work the lamb bleats the sea-fowl cries men understand not the distress and the labour and sorrow that in the interior worlds is carried on in fear and trembling weaving the shuddering fears and loves of albion's families thunderous rage the spindles of iron and the iron distaff maddens in the fury of their hands weaving in bitter tears the veil of goat's hair and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen the clouds of albion's druid temples rage in the eastern heaven while lost sat terrified beholding albion's spectre who is luva spreading in bloody veins in torments over europe and asia not yet formed but a wretched torment unformed and abyssal in flaming fires within the furnaces the divine vision appeared on albion's hills and often walking from the furnaces in clouds and flames among the druid temples and the starry wheels gathered jerusalem's children in his arms and bore them like a shepherd in the night of albion which overspread all the earth i gave thee liberty and life o lovely jerusalem and thou hast bound me down upon the stems of vegetation i gave thee sheep-walks upon the spanish mountains jerusalem i gave thee priam's city and the isles of grecia lovely i gave thee hand and schofield and the counties of albion they spread forth like a lovely root into the garden of god they were as adam before me united into one man they stood in innocence and their skyey tent reached over asia to nimrod's tower to ham and canaan walking with mizram upon the egyptian nile with solemn songs to grecia and sweet hesperia 
even to great Chaldea and Teshina, following thee as a shepherd by the four rivers of Eden. Why wilt thou rend thyself apart, Jerusalem, and build this Babylon, and sacrifice in secret groves among the gods of Asia, among the fountains of pitch and nitre? Therefore thy mountains are become barren, Jerusalem, thy valleys plains of burning sand, thy rivers waters of death, thy villages die of the famine, and thy cities beg bread from house to house, lovely Jerusalem. Why wilt thou deface thy beauty, and the beauty of thy little ones, to please thy idols, in the pretended chastity of uncircumcision? Thy sons are lovelier than Egypt or Assyria. Wherefore dost thou blacken their beauty, by a secluded place of rest, and a peculiar tabernacle, to cut the integuments of beauty, into veils of tears and sorrows, O lovely Jerusalem! They have persuaded thee to this, therefore their end shall come, and I will lead thee through the wilderness, in shadow of my cloud, and in my love I will lead thee, lovely shadow, of sleeping Albion. This is the song of the Lamb, sung by slaves in evening time. But Jerusalem faintly saw him, closed in the dungeons of Babylon. Her form was held by Beulah's daughters, but all within unseen, she sat at the mills, her hair unbound, her feet naked, cut with the flints. Her tears run down, her reason grows like the wheel of hand, incessant turning, day and night without rest. Insane she raves upon the winds, hoarse, inarticulate. All night Vala hears, she triumphed, in pride of holiness, to see Jerusalem deface her lineaments with bitter blows of despair, while the satanic holiness triumphed in valour in a religion of chastity and uncircumcised selfishness, both of the head and heart and loins, closed up in moral pride. But the divine Lamb stood beside Jerusalem. Off she saw the lineaments divine, And off the voice heard, and off she said, O Lord and Saviour, have the gods of the heathen pierced thee, Or hast thou been pierced in the house of thy friends? Art thou alive, and livest thou for evermore? Or art thou not, but a delusive shadow, a thought that lives not? Babel mocks, saying there is no God, nor Son of God, that thou, O human imagination, O divine body, art all a delusion. But I know thee, O Lord, when thou arisest upon my weary eyes, 
even in this dungeon and this iron well, the stars of Albion cruel rise. Thou bindest to sweet influences, for thou also sufferest with me, although I behold thee not, and although I sin and blaspheme thy holy name, thou pitiest me, because thou knowest I am deluded by the turning mills, and by these visions of pity and love, because of Albion's death. Thus spake Jerusalem, and thus the divine voice replied, Mild shade of man, pitiest thou these visions of terror and woe? Give forth thy pity and love, fear not. Lo, I am with thee always. Only believe in me that I have power to raise from death thy brother who sleepeth in Albion. Fear not, trembling shade. Behold, in the visions of Elohim, Jehovah, behold, Joseph and Mary, and be comforted, O Jerusalem, in the visions of Jehovah, Elohim. She looked and saw Joseph the carpenter in Nazareth, and Mary, his espoused wife, and Mary said, If thou put me away from thee, dost thou not murder me? Joseph spoke in anger and fury. Should I marry a harlot and an adulteress? Mary answered, Art thou more pure than thy maker, who forgiveth sins and calls again her that is lost, though she hates? He calls her again in love. I love my dear Joseph, but he driveth me away from his presence. Yet I hear the voice of God in the voice of my husband. Though he is angry for a moment, he will not utterly cast me away. If I were pure, never could I taste the sweets of the forgiveness of sins. If I were holy, I never could behold the tears of love of him who loves me in the midst of his anger in furnace of fire. Ah, oh, my Mary, said Joseph, weeping over and embracing her closely in his arms. Doth he forgive Jerusalem and not exact purity from her who is polluted? I heard his voice in my sleep and his angel in my dream saying, Doth Jehovah forgive a debt only on condition that it shall be paid? Doth he forgive pollution only on conditions of purity? That debt is not forgiven. That pollution is not forgiven. Such is the forgiveness of the gods, the moral virtues of the heathen whose tender mercies are cruelty. But Jehovah's salvation is without money and without price, in the continual forgiveness of sins, in the perpetual mutual sacrifice in great eternity, 
for behold there is none that liveth and sinneth not and this is the covenant of jehovah if you forgive one another so shall jehovah forgive you that he himself may dwell among you fear not then to take to thee mary thy wife for she is with child by the holy ghost then mary burst forth into a song she flowed like a river of many streams in the arms of joseph and gave forth her tears of joy like many waters and emanating into gardens and palaces upon euphrates and to forests and floods and animals wild and tame from gihon to hiddekel and to cornfields and villages and inhabitants upon pisan and arnon and jordan and i heard the voice among the reapers saying am i jerusalem the lost adulteress or am i babylon come up to jerusalem and another voice answered saying does the voice of my lord call me again am i pure through his mercy and pity am i become lovely as a virgin in his sight who am indeed a harlot drunken with the sacrifice of idols does he call her pure as he did in the days of her infancy when she was cast out to the loathing of her person the chaldean took me from my cradle the amalekite stole me away upon his camels before i had ever beheld with love the face of jehovah or known that there was a god of mercy o oh, mercy o oh, divine humanity how oh, forgiveness and pity and compassion if i were pure i should never have known thee if i were unpolluted i should never have glorified thy holiness or rejoiced in thy great salvation mary leaned her side against jerusalem jerusalem received the infant into her hands in the visions of jehovah times passed on jerusalem fainted over the cross and sepulchre she heard the voice wilt thou make rome thy patriarch druid and the kings of europe his horsemen man in the resurrection changes his sexual garments at will every harlot was once a virgin every criminal an infant love repose on me till the morning of the grave i am thy life jerusalem replied i am an outcast albion is dead i am left to the trampling foot and the spurning heel a harlot i am called i am sold from street to street i am defaced with blows and with the dirt of the prison 
and wilt thou become my husband o my lord and saviour shall valour bring thee forth shall the chaste be ashamed also i see the maternal line i behold the seed of the woman cana and ada and zillah and nama wife of noah shua's daughter and tamar and rahab the canaanites ruth the moabite and bathsheba of the daughters of heth Nemah, the ammonite zibiah the philistine and mary these are the daughters of phala mother of the body of death but i thy magdalene behold thy spiritual risen body shall albion arise i know he shall arise at the last day i know that in my flesh i shall see god but emanations are weak they know not whence they are nor whither tend jesus replied i am the resurrection and the life i die and pass the limits of possibility as it appears to individual perception luva must be created and vala for i cannot leave them in the gnawing grave but will prepare a way for my banished ones to return come now with me into the villages walk through all the cities though thou art taken to prison and judgment starved in the streets i will command the cloud to give thee food and the hard rock to flow with milk and wine though thou seest me not a season even a long season and a hard journey and a howling wilderness though vala's cloud hide thee and luvar's fires follow thee only believe and trust in me lo i am always with thee so spoke the lamb of god while luvar's cloud reddening above burst forth in streams of blood upon the heavens and dark night involved jerusalem and the wheels of albion's sons turned hoarse over the mountains and the fires blazed on druid altars and the sun set in tyburn's brook where victims howl and cry End of chapter 10